Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to a new week here, at least a a short week after the Independence Day celebration over the weekend. Hope you had a great, uh, safe, and happy 4th of July weekend. And it is hot out there. It feels like uh, July 5th. It is 87 degrees already. Headed for a high of 98. Could have a thunderstorm this afternoon, according to the folks with AccuWeather. And a low of 76 tonight with a strong uh, sense, a chance of strong storms. We'll see. Uh, I was down in southern Illinois over the weekend. They got uh, some rain down there. And I know up north, some of our northern counties got some rain. And north and east, some severe weather. I know in Potomac and some other places. But uh, not much here locally, from what I understand, uh, being gone for two or three days. But uh, back in town yesterday, enjoyed the uh, Freedom Celebration. Hope you had a chance to get to the parade and or the fireworks and all that happened. We had our uh, sister stations, Light Rock 97.5 and uh, Classic Hits 107.9, WKIO involved in that. So we're back at it today. If you traveled somewhere, was your airfare, uh, your airline uh, travel good? Do you have any trouble getting back, delays of any kind or whatever? Maybe you breezed right through. I don't know. A lot of stories of... Airline delays from over the weekend. Back at it here today. We will have an open line for most of the show today. Mike Namoff will stop in for a little bit during the 10 o'clock hour. Of course, I think everybody knows Mike. Big Mike. Downer, downer, downer. Uh, He'll be here a couple of events he's involved with, including one with the uh, Kiwanis Tom Jones Challenger League. Coming up here in a couple of weeks. So we'll talk with him about that. And then we'll go back to the open line here for the final half hour of the show. Uh, tomorrow, we've got uh, some open line time. Butch Patrick will join us for a little bit, otherwise known as Eddie Munster. I'll explain what that's about tomorrow. And then uh, Jim Dye with an open line uh, segment with me in the second hour tomorrow. And then Thursday, we'll do our uh, local artist music history of Champaign-Urbana show. We did this last year. We thought, well, we do an hour. It might be interesting. Well, we wound up going two hours. So we'll just plan for two hours, and we got some uh, guests coming in, and they're on the phone and uh, with us in studio as well uh, as far as some of the folks involved in music around here. So we'll talk about the great music scene. You remember it, 70s, 80s, still have a lot today, but uh, certainly in the heyday of rock and roll and other music, 
here in Champaign-Urbana. We'll explore it again coming up on Thursday. And then uh, Friday, we'll have some open line time and Clarissa Nickerson Foreman. We'll get her take on things around the world and here at the local and national level. She'll have a lot of thoughts, I'm sure. Busy weekend, the uh, local freedom celebration. Hope everything went okay. Were you a part of that? Uh, did you see the parade? Did you see the fireworks? Of course, had the shooting up at Highland Park, up in the uh, Chicago suburbs. Person of interest in custody, six dead, dozens injured. Man, you'd think you'd be able to go to the 4th of July parade and be safe. Turned out not to be the case in Highland Park. Uh, Highland Park, by the way, you'll see in a lot of movies. A lot of movie directors use Highland Park for its suburban feel in some movies. We'll uh, touch on that. Got a couple of editorials on America, why America is still a great place, despite the issues we have. I found those pretty interesting. Uh, Putin declares victory in eastern Ukraine. Had a shooting in Champaign uh, right after the uh, fireworks show got done. They're at Green and Locust. Uh, shots fired anyway. They're looking for more information. Champaign police are. An Akron shooting. Jalen Walker shot at least 60 times after fleeing what police say was meant to be a routine traffic stop. Heat wave in the Midwest. Flights canceled across the country at times. The air quality tends to be bad on July 5th from all the fireworks shows. I am amazed and how many fireworks shows there are going on simultaneously, either the weekend of the 4th or the night of the 4th. Boy, a lot of people have a lot of fireworks. <laughs> I don't know where they're getting them, but there are a lot of them out there for sure. So we'll talk about all of that here on an open line for most of the show today. Mike Namoff in the middle, and then we'll um, have our open line segment as well at the end. We'll get it all started here on this Tuesday. It is a Tuesday, not a Monday. Good to have you with us. 9-11 at DWS. On a penny for your thoughts. Sometimes I think about is you. Late nights in the middle of June. E-Way's been faking me out. Can't make you happier now. Sometimes I think about is you. Late nights in the middle of June. 9-15 on a penny for your thoughts. Good to have you with us here uh, this morning. Ryan Dallas Real Estate, one of our sponsors here. They've made selling and buying my home easy, one client says. If there was the slightest issue, they always had a solution. Had offers within days of putting the house on the coming soon basis. Wasn't even a sign in the yard at that point. A very easy process. Immensely helpful and supportive through the whole process. You can join the list of satisfied folks with the uh, folks at Ryan Dallas Real Estate. Voted year after year after year, the News Gazette's People's Choice Award. Make sure you're voting in that, by the way, up through the end of the week. Ryan Dallas Real Estate. Go to RyanDallasRE.com or give them a call at 833-595-SOLD. One text says, thank you. Really enjoyed all the 4th of July programming yesterday with the reading of the Declaration, the information on the Star-Spangled Banner, a tribute to Jim Turpin and Illini, etc. I think they replayed as well the... Um, Ice Cream and Independence from three years ago. All of it extra special. Thank you for bringing it all together. Well, I had nothing to do with that other than some of the things I had done before, uh, reading otherwise, but uh, Ed Bond put all that together. So a tribute to uh, Ed, if you'd like to tip your cap to Mr. Bond. Uh, he put all that together, did that yesterday, and provided some great programming on the 4th of July. 
All right, 916 at DWS. Tiny's with us here after the 4th of July. Hello, sir. Uh, I'd like to tip my hat to Ed. He's an old, uh, I love to talk to him on the phone when I call in. Don't get to talk to him anymore. I had a great 4th of July celebration. Um, everything was perfect. I picked up the Sunday morning paper, and here in the paper is a big article written by a black man that works at the University of Illinois. He's sitting in the pear tree over there. He gets everything he's ever got. He's, he, he's, gets, he's sitting in a tax-paid-for building, a tax-paid-for. He even gets his pencils bought for him. But he's, he's just crying and griping, and he hates me, hates me and all the white people around me and all the white people he's ever seen. And uh, the News Gazette just keeps on having him on. And if if you had a Ku Klux Klan might write an article in the paper like he does, I would be calling in and raising just as much cane as I am right now. This is not right. This guy is a troublemaker. This is a wonderful, wonderful country. And I don't know where this guy would have been had he had been in any other country, but I'll guarantee you one thing, he wouldn't be sitting over there in the pear tree at the university heading up to everything that he does and and, and spreading this hate, hate, hate. It's, it's awful. And he goes up into the north end and he spreads it up there because he said he belongs to the men's breakfast club. And I can't say enough bad things about this guy. Nor can I say enough bad things about the news because that owner for having him on. It's not right to have that kind of hate spread in our paper every Sunday. It's not good for the country. It's not good for the. It's not good for anybody. And we we. It's just terrible, Brian. It's terrible that they allow this guy. And I've never. Why can't the guy get over what's happened? And live and enjoy, and, and you know, he, he's, like I said, he's sitting in the pear tree over there. He, he couldn't be any better off if he was the president of the university. But he's, he just wants to just dig, 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 and just dig back and every little thing. And he's he's got where he's at. And, and it's just like I've said before, mm-hmm. he's talking about black people. I'm pretty old. I'm not going to say how old I am. I'm getting tired of it. I'm old enough to know that ever since I went to school in this country, as far as I know, I went to grade school with no black kids. I went to junior high school and high school with black kids. So they were all educated and got that far, and it was all laying there for them, and all they had to do was go after it. And some of them have went after it. I went to school with some that have. It's it's not not that we don't provide for them. It's they don't take care of themselves. It's like they're demonstrating in this town because this guy got shot. Well, don't run from the cops. One of these days, when are we going to learn? If a cop stopped me, do you think I'd be dumb enough to run away from him? No, I wouldn't. But every one of them that gets shot, if you run, you're going to get shot. 
and they're up there demonstrating, and he pulled a gun. He did shoot a gun. Now, am I supposed to wait, all those cops were there, are we supposed to wait till one of those cops are shot, and then we start shooting again? Baloney. That's what happened to Oberheim here in town. He walked up there, a good guy, and a scumbag pulls a gun out and shoots him, and Oberheim's gun is in his pocket, in his holster. The other guy got lucky. He got shot, went down, wasn't dead, and he plugged him. But this this business of every time a black guy gets shot in this country, we're out on the street raising cane. I want to see the same group of people out on the street raising cane every time a cop gets shot. Now, they're going to be awful busy. And I'm, I'm a little bit ornery this morning, Brian, but your paper made me that way. Well... Uh, you might call. Uh, you might call. Uh, I said your paper. I won't blame it on you. Well, I, <laughs> I understand that. I won't you, blame it on you. The paper made me that way. Well, you ought to call Paul Barrett, our publisher, and just tell him what you told me. I mean, will he I, listen to me. Oh, sure, he will. I'd, I'd rather come over and talk to him face to face, eyeball to eyeball. Well, you can do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Is he always there? Uh, well, he's usually here. Yeah. Yeah, he's in and out of town a little bit, but he's, uh, I think I saw him today. I'll find your, I'll find yeah. your office. I don't know where it's at. Yeah, just, I'll, have Dick, I'll have my boy bring me over, and uh, I'll have a conversation with him. Yeah, just set up, just call and set up a time to uh, to meet with him, and he'll be happy to meet with him. So you'll like him. No, I won't. I won't well, like him. Well. Don't tell me I like him, <laughs> because it, there, nobody could do what he's did to me in this community yeah. and spread this hate. Well, tra- he, he knows what he's doing. He's not fooling me. You're talking this about the. You're talking about. Or he wouldn't own that paper. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it, I'm yeah. telling you, you'll like him. You may not agree with him, but you'll like him. Okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Well, so. I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go in there with a positive mind. There you go. That's all yeah. you can do. All right. Uh, I'll promise that. I'll promise that. <laughs> okay. Thank you, yeah. sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very uh, yeah, much. Very good. Nine twenty-two. You'll he'll like him. Uh, trust me. Nine twenty-three at uh, News Talk fourteen hundred DWS on a penny for your thoughts. Yeah, the uh, shooting incident last night. Shots fired. Officers from the Champaign Police Department dispatched to the intersection of East Green and Locust for a report of shots fired. This was shortly right after the fireworks show ended last night there on campus. While no victims have come forward yet as part of the incident, Champaign police say one area business received property damage from a stray bullet. Additionally, the incident's uh, proximity to the Champaign County Freedom Celebration warranted additional notification to the community, including an Illini alert. Subsequent media release. Initial investigation revealed multiple shots were fired in a parking lot in the 050 block of East Green Street. Uh, I think that's near Mays, right? With witnesses reporting multiple subjects involved in the incident before leaving the area. Several shell casings were located in the parking lot. Along with other evidence, officers continue to process the scene. Champaign police would like to thank the University of Illinois police for their assistance in securing the area and rerouting traffic from the nearby community event away from the scene. If you have any information, you're asked to call Champaign police, 217-351-4545. Or you can uh, call the 217-373-TIPS, 217-373-TIPS. 
or online at 373tips.com. 924 at uh, News Talk 1400 DWS. Uh, listener says, I'm curious how the young man, I, I'm talk, I guess they're talking Highland Park, was able to get a gun and murder someone when he was a, when he was a convicted felon. Oh, that's right. Habitual criminals don't go by the law. No, that's right. They don't. They don't care what laws you put in place. If they want to get one, they'll get one. 926 at DWS. Back in a moment here. Some open line time here for a little bit. And then Mike Namoff after the news at 10 for a few minutes. Back in a moment. On a penny for your thoughts, talking about the uh, professor is what uh, Tiny was complaining about, the uh, commentary extra, all sorts of commentary in there, and uh, editorial and so forth. Uh, the writer, Real Talk, a black perspective, this writer who is a professor of African-American studies and history at the University of Illinois uh, and member of the North End Breakfast Clubs. The headline was, the 4th of July is not my Independence Day, and he went through a whole list of reasons why he feels like it is not and he mentions the um, issue with slavery of course and um, went through the US Constitution anyway it's in there but um, whether you want to look at it or not I'm just referencing what uh, he was referencing in that regard so just so you know all right uh, John is with us how you doing John hey good morning Brian how you doing good how are you sir very good. Well, you know, I stood up for uh, Officer Oberheim within our community because he came to the aid of a black mother and her children. It was a cry for help, and he stood the chance of time. And what what some people don't understand, this young black kid that was killed, okay, he was shot 60 times on the ground, and then they handcuffed him. But you got this kid up there in uh, Highland Park, what well, he did, uh, the guy in uh, Kentucky, and there was another guy, they were looking for his son, and uh, he picked up a backhoe and grabbed a container and had the cops stand off, and they stand there with their rifles. None of these people were hit with bullets. They live. And you put many rounds in a black kid. Late at night, he was scared. What they should have did, he, no, he ran, and I admit he's wrong, but they didn't have to kill him. See, this is what a lot of people don't understand. A lot of black people work hard to get where we are. We didn't get nothing easy. We had to double work. And when I hear uh, some of my white partners tell me how hard they worked, I said, my family worked 10 times hard. Sometimes we didn't get paid. So there's, there's a culture shock in this country. We believe in the police. When Trump said that, we don't, you know, believe in the police. We're trying to defund the police. I wish the Democrats stood up and stood what they're meant. We need the police. When Trump turned it around and said that defund the police means get rid of the police, everybody ran with that. We don't want to get rid of the police. We need the police. Matter of fact, Citizens on Patrol was started because of uh, enslaved people. So when Tiny was talking about that, I understand how he feels, but you got to understand a black perspective of the matter too. 
all the white people that weren't killed, but kill people. They're sitting in jail, but you're going to pump 60 rounds in a black man? Come on now, that, that, that ain't right. I've been in war. I know what it's like to get hit by a bullet. And all these young, young black kids running around here shooting up the community, I feel like all of these mothers need to come together and send them straight to prison. You don't need a trial. Send them to jail. They want to be bad. Show them how bad they really are. Put them in there with Big Bob and Lil' Leon. They'll see how bad they are. Hmm. So you got to look at a black perspective of this. This young man was pumped with 60 bullets. 60. And they knew who, the FBI knew who this guy was because he was on the radar last year when they interviewed him. And what did the FBI say? He was all right because his father was a big Trump supporter. And uh, they looked at him already. And that's why the uh, information officer was right there. They had all the information they were looking for. And it's not that the cops saw him. The cops was waiting on him because his dad told them where they were. My neighbor knows his dad. He, used to, he grew up in Highland Park. So this is all unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. But no, you don't pump 60 rounds in a kid. It's sad. Maybe one or two, but not 60. Yeah. Well, it may come down to training, and I know there's you know discussion of, okay, what's the training when it comes to you know uh, law enforcement and you know when do you how often do you fire and all of that uh, law enforcement well, and ex, yeah, law enforcement and experts and police all have viewed the body cam footage of the shooting say the officer's response reflects standard police training uh, they say eight officers were involved in the shooting and he was shot at least 60 times so um, well, and, I, and I said when the officer, when officer, um, the other officer shot this guy I told him if it was me I'd have shot him too Officer Oldham was doing his duty. The other cop was doing their duty. I would have shot the black guy, too. I'm sorry. You know, so yeah. don't think we're trying to get rid of the police. Hey, yeah. We need the police. All right. Hey, thank you, John. Take care. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, and I think the one thing you got to remember, too, is that when law officers like Chris Oberheim or, you know, Jeff Creel that night or whatever, they're not they're not coming on a situation going, huh, is this a black situation or is this a white situation? They're just going to a situation, and they're trying to respond, you know, to protect and to serve. And, um, you know, I, I the Akron story. Uh, said Jalen Walker, 25-year-old black man who was unarmed at the time he was killed by police in Akron, was shot at least 60 times. Uh, the police released body camera footage of the uh, shooting. The sheer number of bullets were fired by as many as eight officers involved in the shooting, prompting renewed questions from politicians and activists who are criticizing what they view as excessive use of force by police. Law enforcement and experts in police law who have viewed the body cam footage of the shooting say the officer's response reflects standard police training. Officers are trained to shoot and until the threat they perceive and or reasonably believe is present has ended, said uh, Lance LaRusso, a lawyer who specializes in use of force cases. But other experts warn the U.S. police training lags behind other countries when it comes to addressing the psychological and physiological aspects of use of force. So anyway, that's uh, some of the uh, news coverage or thoughts on what happened in Akron. 934, let me get to uh, CBS News here, and then we'll get back to your thoughts as we go on A Penny for Your Thoughts here this morning. Mike Damoff joins me shortly after the top of the hour for a few minutes couple of events he's involved with. He's always involved in something. We'll tell you what the, the next two things are. 
And then back to the open line segment. And tomorrow, Jim Dye in the 10 o'clock hour and Eddie Munster for a few minutes. Yeah, that Eddie Munster. Back in a moment. All right, we're on pinning for your thoughts as we roll along here. It is Tuesday, by the way, the fifth day of July. I know as a kid growing up, it was like, oh, it'll be a month or so before school starts. It was like, now we're on the downhill slide. <laughs> back to school again. And it was shortly after there you start seeing the back to school ads on TV, right? It's like, no, I don't want to go back to school yet. But here it is, uh, July 5th, 938 at DWS, had an email here from Ron. He says, I went to the Monticello fireworks show. One of the first things I noticed was how little smoke there was in the air from the aerial bombs. I have heard they were using a different type of explosive for them. Does anyone know anything about that? Well, I don't know, Ron. Have to see if anybody does know anything about that. Good morning, Brian. WGN-TV reporting over 60 shot, 15 fatally in Chicago this weekend. Yeah, Chicago is just a mess right now with all of that. A little bit more on the uh, shooting in Akron, just to kind of give you a few more details if you've heard just different things. Uh, the Akron police chief at a Sunday news conference when he fielded questions about whether there are police protocols in place for situations in which multiple officers are firing at a suspect and how many bullets should be fired. While the investigation into the Akron shooting is still ongoing, he said officers independently related that they did perceive such a threat. What began as a routine traffic stop turned into a public safety issue, police said, when a, a shot appeared to have been fired from Walker's vehicle during the pursuit. Although authorities say that Walker left his gun behind when he exited his car to flee on foot, officers said that after unsuccessful attempts to use taser, they feared the suspect was preparing to, was preparing to shoot when they fired their weapons. The police chief said he didn't know how many shots were fired at Walker, but he said he expected the number would be high. Legally, the number of shots doesn't matter in such cases. The U.S. Supreme Court has agreed that under the Fourth Amendment, if officers are justified in firing at a suspect in order to end a severe threat to public safety, they need not stop shooting until the threat is ended. It's up to the courts to decide whether the officer's assessment of the threat was reasonable. A high number of bullets and the deadly outcomes that often result from use of force scenarios boils down to marksmanship, says the deputy sheriff of one county in California. Uh, despite what Hollywood portrays, like Lethal Weapon, Dirty Harry, and all those other movies and TV shows, there is no cop out there that even comes close to that type of shooting skill. Add to that a moving target, poorly lit environment, rapidly evolving circumstances, aiming at the largest target available is the safest method to avoid hitting unintend in targets so i don't know there's just some thoughts on it 217-356-9397 uh, mike is joining us here this morning on penny hi mike good morning brian good morning uh, just wanted to tell you my thoughts on the the black gentleman shot in uh in uh, ohio mm -hmm. uh comes down to one thing had he followed uh, the commands by the police department, the man would be alive now. We wouldn't have to worry about 60 bullets, would we? And as far as the uh, the Highland guy, I'm a white man. I would 
volunteer to shoot that guy 60 times on the public square at Highland Park. That's all I have to say. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. By the way, the uh, Highland Park has been used a lot. It's just interesting, interesting note, and obviously a terrible tragedy there yesterday. As I said earlier, I mean, you go to a 4th of July event, you'd think you'd be safe. You know, just imagine you go, you got the family in, you got the kids ready to go, and then there you go. Suddenly somebody's firing shots, six dead, dozens injured. Apparently, uh, what, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I think, was in that uh, movie. I think the, um, was the Blues Brothers in that, in that, uh, filmed in that area, I think. I've got to look up the, uh, the list. It is interesting of the, um, movies that have been shot in Highland Park. It's kind of fascinating. I've got that information here. Some more text. Uh, One says, the black man that got shot in Akron 60 times had fired at the officers from the car. I agree he should not have been shot 60 times. Uh, As far as John's comments about defund the police, stop the spin, stop it. John, go get some peanut butter and jello and follow with some purple (laughs) Kool-Aid. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, couldn't agree any more with Tiny, the guy, the columnist we're talking about, was total is totally racist. Um, good morning, Brian. So Tiny thinks the News Gazette is bad because in his mind, in his tiny mind, it spreads hate. But it's okay for him to go on the radio and spew hate. Duly noted. Have a good week, Steve says. I don't know if it's so much. Tiny just doesn't like the fact that the column's in there. I, I don't. I didn't sense any hate. He just didn't like it. And that's fine. I mean, everybody's got an opinion on things. And like I said, he can talk to the publisher. And and he will like talking to Paul, I can tell you that. 9.43 at DWS on a a penny for your thoughts. Let's see here. Yeah, the um, Highland Park town was a backdrop to dozens of big movies. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Tom Cruise's Risky Business, Weird Science was filmed in Highland Park, and so was Sixteen Candles. In fact, director John Hughes said most of his movies there for his for the uh, city's tree-lined homes and sense of suburban comfort. So a lot of movies out of the 80s filmed in Highland Park, of just of note. But obviously a tragic day there yesterday. 9.43, John, this young man put all those officers in danger of being shot. Yes, it looks bad. However, which single officer... Did you want to fire the shot? They were all in danger, not just one. If I am a cop and a suspect reaches for his waistband, I'm not going to protect, I'm not only going to protect myself, but the other officers around me from being shot. And according to the news reports, there were eight involved at one point uh, in the chase and involved in that uh, shooting incident. Again, all of that in Akron, Ohio. Penny, for your thoughts on this Tuesday, 944 at News Talk 1400 DWS. Got a couple of editorials on America that I came across that are that are pretty good, I think, and kind of line up with what I think about it. Back in a moment here. Blake Land is our producer today. Good to have you with us. After 
Fourth of July weekend. We're on July five of the year twenty twenty two on News Talk fourteen hundred ninety three nine FM. Make sure to be getting your votes in. Go to WDWS.com and vote for your favorite business, whatever that business is, whatever area it's in, for the uh, people's choice. Got a lot, tons and tons of votes in already, and we'll be uh, wrapping that up here at the end of the week, so make sure you do that. Tim Brando on with Skate, talking, I'm sure, college football. He'll have some thoughts. It's a great interview. We've had him on uh, here before on this show, so we'll be uh, listening for that coming up tonight on Sports Talk. And a lot of White Sox baseball on the air here in the month of July. 217-356-9397. Text line is 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Here's an article or editorial I found. For nearly a decade, Americans have been subjected to an intense campaign against their country. They've been bludgeoned with a message that America is an evil place, uniquely, irredeemably, and hopelessly racist. The propaganda suggests that not only is it necessary to abolish the Constitution and dismantle this country's institutions, but that even this would not be good enough to make America a great or even a good country. This editorial says, The truth is, Americans live in an exceptional country. Whereas human history is mostly a history of poverty and tyranny, this nation has risen above that and carried much of the world with it into a present of unprecedented prosperity and freedom. America is exceptional not because of racism or slavery, prominent features of most countries' histories on all continents, but because of the freedom, equality, and prosperity that its founding principles promised and have since endowed upon today's Americans. This nation's very real flaws and all the resentful anti-American propaganda that seeks to exploit them cannot overcome the fact that America is the only place generous and broad-minded enough to permit such a resent and hate-filled propaganda campaign against itself. America is also unique in that no such large and diverse people have ever existed before. Today, Americans understand and tolerate each other's differences of race and creed as never before. And this is just one reason among many why refugees and prospective immigrants from every part of the world want to come to America. They know they'll be given equal justice under the law, property rights, and a freedom from arbitrary government intrusion into their lives. This is not something that foreigners or ethnic minorities can enjoy in China or Russia or any of the other countries involved in creating and spreading all the anti-American propaganda to this day. And I like this part. The founding principles of the United States represent the apex of Western political philosophy, the consent of the governed, equal justice under the law, republicanism, decentralized government, universal property rights, these were as revolutionary in the world of 1776 as any of America's flaws were commonplace in the nations of that era. America was not perfect at its founding, and it's not perfect now. But as the preface to its Constitution promises, it is a, quote, more perfect union all the time. It has made the world a better place, and it's no accident that everyone of every race and creed wants to move here. I thought that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good editorial. 951 at News Talk 1400 DWS. Champaign Public Library is a good place to visit, too. How about Saturday, July 9th from 1 to 4, Bedazzle Tents. Stop by the library between 1 and 4 and experience the wonder of live butterflies. The indoor tent set up in the Robeson Pavilion, or 4. 
part of the Rita Palooza Summer Series. You have the Rita Palooza Summer Reading Challenge, chance to win some prizes. Do you want to own a barbershop or a salon? Questions about starting a salon? Learns from, uh, learn from James Buford, the owner of GAS Barbershop and Hair Salon. And others on Monday, July 18th at 7 p.m. Those are just some of the things happening at the Champaign Public Library. Great gathering place for our community. Of course, they have the books and the videos, etc., that you can rent, pick up, go in and read. I mean, a lot of lighting in there, a lot of great windows. You can sit by a window and curl up and read a good book in the library if you'd like to. But uh, those all are traditional things. Get your library cards, etc. But just some of the things happening at the Champaign Public Library. Go to champaign.org. All right, 9.52, back in a moment. Nine fifty-five. Mike Namoff joins us a little after 10 for a few minutes, and then we'll get back to the uh, open line after that. Uh, a lot of open line time tomorrow. Jim Dye will join me in the second hour, in the 10 o'clock hour. And then we'll do our music show. We did this last year, had a, had a blast. You were part of the music scene, 70s, 80s, etc., and uh, either decades before or after as well, of course. But uh, it was a heyday around here, there's no doubt. Just think of all the great groups that have come out of Champaign-Urbana. We'll talk about it again on Thursday. And if you have some reminiscing you'd like to do, we can certainly do that on Thursday. I was talking about uh, being out of school July 5th. It, it just felt like, for me, you know, once as a kid growing up, it's like, oh, man. You know, our summer vacation is going to be over soon. And then pretty soon in late July, early August, started seeing the the back-to-school ads. Uh, Texter says, right now it would be two months to go out of school June 6th or so and back in the first week of September. Depends on when you got out, I guess. Uh, I know a lot of schools get out, don't they, mid-May, mid to late May. I know the seniors in most high schools get out earlier than that. Some schools don't get out until after the 1st of June. I don't know how common that is. But it uh, can be done, and obviously you've got the year-round schools too. They start up again here pretty soon. Uh, Texter says, not sure how this is different, but the black man that mowed down numerous parade-goers in Madison during Christmas is different from a gun man doing the same thing in Highland Park. The black man was excused due to life's difficulties, but the young man is evil. Just so you know, they're both evil, the listener says. Anytime you're taking human life, I don't care how you're doing it, that's evil. I mean, that's pretty straightforward, I think. Uh, Greg says, good morning. I just watched the governor, Senator Durbin, and Duckworth talking about the killing in Highland Park, but not a mention of Chicago. 50-plus shots, 17 killed. They are the ultimate hypocrites, Greg says. Uh, email says, uh, let's see here. If I, if I am stopped one, keep your hands on the steering wheel, or if you are stopped one, keep your hands on the steering wheel Two, If you have to reach into your purse for license, tell the officer first three, if you have to lean over to reach into glove compartment, tell the officer first, everything can be straightened out later. All right. Good advice there. And talking about Highland Park and 80s movies, because Highland Park uh, has been used for a lot of movie scenes, uh, lots of the movie Ordinary People 
were filmed in and around Highland Park. It's an excellent movie. came out in 1980, a listener says. All right, appreciate all the input on the text and email lines. Keep those coming here as we go along this morning on uh, News Talk 1493.9 FM. Mike Namoff's always involved in something. We'll uh, talk to him about a couple of things coming up here after the news at 10. And then we'll uh, go back to the open line segment. At the end of the week, Clarissa Nickerson Foreman at the very end of the week coming up. And we got, uh, let's see, Tom Bruno, I think, is lurking out there in a week or so. We've got uh, Aaron Ammons next week, wrap up with the voting. We've got Amber Oberheim with us next week as well. And I'm trying to think of what else off the top of my head. But we'll we'll keep you up to date and going along here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, here's the weather and then the news. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. Hour number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts coming your way here on this Tuesday fifth day of July of the year 2022, and hope you had a great 4th of July uh, celebration. Mike Namoff will join us here in a moment. I want to remind you that uh, on Thursday we'll be doing the uh, local music show. We'll uh, do that for you on uh, Thursday. And then uh, Friday, uh, Clarissa Nickerson Foreman will be with us. We'll get her thoughts and takes on different things happening locally and nationally and around the world in the uh, 10 o'clock hour on Friday. 217-356-9397. 217-356-9397. Text line is 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Make sure you're voting for the People's Choice. Make sure you uh, you do that. All right, uh, Mike Namoff is here. How are you, sir? Hello there. Good. Did you have a good fourth? I did. You know yeah. what? I took it easy, went swimming, went and seen the fireworks, just... Yeah. Chilled for once. You look pretty tan. Yeah, I coach a lot of baseball. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Got your dream hat on. And I shaved. You and can't you shave. That That's all. right. Yeah. No, I don't want to shave. People are like, have you been losing weight? <laughs> I just, I just showered funny. and shaved. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah. Well, you. You always have something going on. How's your business doing, by the way? You know what? Everything's going great, yeah. Tom. You know, the the mattress by appointment is working beautiful. Big Mike's Mattress Warehouse. So mm-hmm. anybody need a bed, you know, I'm still here and around doing it. And uh, but we got a big one, a Challenger League. Yeah, this, this, coming up in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks from today, I think. So the Challenger League, I'd like to let everybody know this is their All Star Game, and it is July nineteenth, and it's at uh, the girls' softball field. What's mm-hmm. the name of that? Michael Burger Field. Michael Burger Field. Right. And really, what we want is people to just show up and applaud, clap for the kids. You know, we want to pack the stands. It doesn't cost you a dime. We're not selling anything. We just want to pack the stands and clap for the kids. And I think, I think that's just huge. Mm-hmm. And I've been a part of that for 20 years, roughly. Yeah. 
Kiwanis, Tom Jones Challenger. Well, right? you know, and, uh, it, it, it never amazes me. People still don't know about it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll see a kid with special needs or that's handicapped, and I'll let the parents know, and I'll say, oh, my gosh, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So there still needs to be this awareness. So everybody listening, hey, anybody out there who, who might better participate next year in a Challenger League, there's a cool, fun league. And this All-Star game is really their moment. Um, I'll, I'll never forget asking a kid. I think Bill Hand told me this story. And... Um, there was a there was a young lady and she participates in the Challenger League and uh, she was just so happy, so happy and 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 I think Bill asked her a question and what are you so happy for and she said, well, for once my brother gets to sit in the stands and watch me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what it's all about. Oh, that's yeah. just come out and clap and uh, celebrate these kids. And we've loved watching the kids grow up too. You start that, with oh, the little little six year olds or whatever, and I know, and, uh, I know, man, they they grow up and it's just uh, amazing to watch. And the other thing that's amazing to watch is the parents. How much fun they get out of it, yeah. watching their son or daughter play when maybe they wouldn't have had a chance otherwise. Well, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, just to be all inclusive and have something for for kids to do, um, to play baseball, um, to be like everybody else. And uh, uh, to let you know how this game goes, there's a lot of U of I athletes coming out, by right, the way. Be buddies. You announcing? Yep. I am. I'll be pitching. Yeah. Usually Brian gives me a hard time because I don't throw strikes. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the, crowd, okay. sta- the crowd starts heckling me, yeah. and they find out that I'm a White Sox fan, so it's even worse. They give me a hard <laughs> time out there. So you can come out and cheer the kids on. You can give me a hard time. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, I serve up an onion, and a kid smashes it. Right. That leaves a mess at home plate. A little yeah. bit of a tradition. Yeah. We, we don't do ask that. for permission. We ask for forgiveness on That's that. Right. I, yep. put the, I put an onion in the bucket. <laughs> but, you know, there's a buddy system out there, and uh, a lot of the U of I athletes come out, and they've come out over the years, and uh, the dream team, the kids that I coach baseball, and they buddy up. And, and I think uh, several things happen. You know, you create a awareness for the league, um, celebrate the league by showing up, you know, it's easier to collect a hundred bucks from somebody than for someone to just show up and give their time for a night. Mm-hmm. So come give your time, celebrate, spread the word. Um, I'm sure you'll post this. You know, they can, oh, yeah. they mm-hmm. can, uh, sure. they can get this information, but July 19th, mm-hmm. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. and 7 10, two games. Yeah. Double header. Double header. Let's play two. And it's free. At Eichelberger Field. And I think they're serving and, food and, out yeah. there. They usually have, yeah, out. usually the concession stands open. For... It's usually about 101 degrees that day. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, check that out. Challenger League All-Stars, the uh, folks at the CU Noon Kiwanis Club, our friend, uh, late friend Tom Jones, started that league. I think we had 9 or 10 at the beginning, and now it's up to 100. Oh, 100 yeah. Kids. You know, so, so Tom awesome. Jones must have been right before my time. When when was he around? Oh, he was a sportscaster here in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, so I yeah, got here like and, 87, but and, I hear great stuff. He started this whole thing, Right, huh? and he had been paralyzed since uh, he was a young boy. And... Um, just yeah. wanted kids to play baseball. And so, so for people who don't know, I believe it was Ambox Park, right, out there in Urbana where, you know, there's a whole park that's inclusive for kids with disabilities and handicaps and uh, just, 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 just a spot for these kids to play. And that's, that's awesome. All right, that's the first event. And yeah. then coming up later this year in December... Your second annual party for the police. Oh, uh, yeah. So the party for the police, I want to let you know about a year ago, um, I just thought police's morale was low. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not enough of them. Um, you know, the, uh, there's a breakdown amongst our, our, our leadership and people back in the police. And I just thought, you know what? I want to celebrate the police, uh, of, of ev- everybody, you know, every cop, old, young, fat, skinny, black, white, the police just need to have a party. So 
We sold out a party really quick last year, and it's coming again December 3rd. I only have like 30 tickets left. So this whole thing, our community does a wonderful job, and I want to let you know what Shop with a Cop is. We're pairing up kids with police officers early so their first experience with a cop is a good one. Mm -hmm. And then these officers... You know, for the right age of kids, they're going to write a little note. Hey, Brian, um, it was nice to meet you. I hope you like that book and that game we bought. Here's my card if you need me. You know, just mm-hmm. building relationships. Build a relationship, sure. And we got a celebrity lineup this time. You know, Lee Greenwood's going to be there live singing Proud to Be an American. Sheriff Clark, Dog the Bounty Hunter. People ask me, Mike, why'd you bring Dog the Bounty Hunter in? Because I want this to be a party for the police, okay? I want it to be fun. Um, it's not necessarily political at all. It's a fun party for the police. And then Michael Winslow from Police Academy. How about him last year? Mm-hmm. He, I, oh, yeah. So many people loved him. I just had to bring him back. Mm-hmm. And so we had uh, 600 people in attendance and you know, 120 officers last year. And I want to let you know what happened there is I did this party for the officers. But really what happened is I got a lot of letters from like the spouses whether they were male or female, saying, hey, thank you, this is what I needed. Because, you know, they're overworked, the police are. If you're married to an officer, you probably say, quit this job, get another job. And so we need to celebrate them and um, this community everybody's been in. Where I went wrong last year is I sold so many tickets so quick. On a drive to Chicago, I sold the whole thing out. I wanted to hold like 30, 40 seats back for, for the people who can't afford a table but hey i could take two tickets you know Mm -hmm. i could take a ticket yeah i could take two and so that's that's what i'm here promoting we're we're, we're basically completely sold out besides my uh i have one table actually and um for a sponsorship and i have 30 single tickets so that's what that's all about mike namoff is with us we mentioned the uh tom jones challenger league that's two weeks from uh, tonight and now this event uh, second annual party for the police Benefiting Champagne Shop with a Cop. It'll be at Carmen's and Champagne, 804 North Neal. Yeah. And uh, this is one of those pin the date on your calendar, Saturday, December 3rd at 6 o'clock. And I got a few surprises I can't even tell everybody yeah. about. But it was an epic party last time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find my info on Mega Events Auctions on Facebook. Mega Events Auctions. You can find everything right there. Um, and, Brian, I'll put my number out there, 217-202-2821. Heck, uh Everybody's got my number these days, so text, shoot me a text if you want in on this, because they will sell quick. Yeah. Live auction, silent auction, raffles, and more. Oh, yeah. So do you need donations of items, or are you pretty Yeah, good? you know, that's great. Um, I'm always looking for live auction items and silent auction items. Mm-hmm. So, hey, um, golf courses, um, people who have, how could you help? People who have tickets, like, hey, I need Cardinals tickets, I need Cubs tickets, I need White Sox tickets, any of those auction items. All of those proceeds will go to shop with a cop. And what I'm going to tell you right now, what an unbelievable program. I went and witnessed it. I also started doing data. I tracked like 24 families that went with the police. And so we're starting to create the data of like, man, it's it's good stuff. Mm. It's really, really good stuff. Well, it really is. And catching kids young, Mm -hmm. catching kids. You know, I'm a kid guy. I coach baseball. And so that's that's my little... contribution to to the community is let's back the police um no matter what side you're on and shop with a cop is a program i think that's changing lives mm-hmm. you met the new police chief yet i haven't yeah, he, so he's a great we had him on last week I need, so he's you, awesome he's it, an awesome guy we need to get together i need to get yeah, you didn't you would like him yes yeah where's he from well, he was, uh, he's been with the Illinois State Police. I think he did some work in East St. Louis. Oh, gosh, we probably uh, know he grew a lot up in, of the grew same up in Mississippi, already. I think, is what he That's told me. That's what I heard. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's uh, came across really well the other day. So. Well, this is a party for them. It's to celebrate all officers. Again, they're 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 overworked. There's not enough of them. Um, there's been a breakdown amongst you know leadership and back in the police, and we need to just really uh we need to turn that ship around. And this is a party for them. So when they go home laying in bed that night, they know that hey, there was six seven hundred people here uh, mm. celebrating us. So you got a lot of good reaction from spouses, Man, and other I, people from last year's. It, it, obviously, the police were you know very very appreciative and, and, and humble they were just they're not used to this kind of stuff right, right? right. i'm just in, doing my job in a world yeah. of well in a world of like um catching crap as a cop this was a party for you and um boy oh boy that was a party last year mm-hmm. all right give the date again saturday december 3rd yep december 3rd i'll uh, look up mega events auctions mm-hmm. my phone number 217-202-2821 and uh, listen, Lee Greenwood, I've never seen him sing proud to be an American live, but every 4th of July, I hear it. And, and <laughs> just really, heard it last night. It really gives me goosebumps. Yeah. And I thought, I want that guy here singing. So he's going to sing some Christmas songs and maybe God bless America. Um, uh, you know, do, dog, the bounty hunter. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what we got there, but maybe we can make some arrests while we're here in town. <laughs> we can put dog on a few cases. All right. Yeah. And, uh, Dan Hampton from the Chicago bears hall of famer. Um, and Michael Winslow and a couple of surprises, Sheriff Clark and more. I got okay, more. There's more. Okay. All right. So you got some single tickets or whatever tickets yeah, available. 30 single few. tickets. And believe it or not, they will go quick. So if you're interested, again, shoot me a call or a text, 217-202-2821. All right. Hey, oh, thanks, Mike. And let's one pack, more thing. Hey, July 19th, let's pack the place for the Challenger League. That's right. That's two uh, weeks from tonight. I mean, that there... Everybody needs to bring a few people with them. We just want to clap and 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 support these kids because it's their day. And let me tell you what, um, you'll go home that night saying, "Man, that was a that was a cool moment." Go home with a smile. Yeah, I can tell you that. Gotta, it's it's pretty cool. I'll try to throw some strikes. <laughs> Very good. All right, Mike Namoff, ten twenty two, back with more. Ten twenty-five on a penny for your thoughts. Good to have you with us here uh, this morning. Appreciate Mike Namoff coming by the Illini Union Bookstore, right there on campus. Make sure you uh, stop by and and see them. They've got all the um, all the usual things that you'd like to get: the apparel brands, Nike Champion League Legacy. It's the official bookstore, of the University of Illinois Urbana Champaign, and it might be a good time to run down there now. Take advantage of opportunities. Uh, there, with the students being predominantly gone here during this time of the year. College-specific apparel. Got a lot of books, not fiction, nonfiction, New York Times bestsellers, children's books, etc. Independent, nonprofit, auxiliary university operation, 100% of revenues reinvested into the campus community. Hire a lot of students to work there as well. Bookstore.illinois.edu is the website. You can find them on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Located in the heart of campus town the corner of Wright and Daniel in Champaign. So uh, make sure uh, every Thursday, too, Thursday Campus Town Promotion, you get 20% off all general books at the Illini Union Bookstore. Check them out on campus, Illini Union Bookstore, 1026. Herb 
jumps in with us. Hi, Herb. How are you? I'm fine, Brian. How are you this Good. morning? Doing well. Thank you. Well, uh, I originally called in to, to uh, talk about Tiny's uh, little tirade there earlier, which uh, I agree with, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, listening to this uh, piece that you just had on there, it kind of occurred to me that uh, one one Mike Nemoff or whatever his name is, it's probably worth about 10 of those professors sitting over there putting out their nonsense, okay? Uh, <laughs> this guy does things. Uh, he, he advances uh, good thoughts for the community. I think that he's probably a lot better uh, qualified to do, you know, <laughs> to get things done than a professor. Well, he's a uh, go-getter for sure. There's no doubt well, about that. Well, he is. Yeah. Uh, 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 it, the professor sitting over there, I believe a lot of, I remember uh, Judge uh, Steigman saying sitting over there in their faculty lounges. Uh, they have, they kind of lose touch. If they were ever in touch with society, they've forgotten what it was like to be out here amongst us peons, I guess. Uh, uh, well, I, they, think, uh, I think a lot of them have worked hard to get where they are. I mean, I don't, you know, you can, you know, I want, I was going to be a professor of history at one point, you know, but, uh, so you never know. I mean, people work their way up for different reasons, but I will say that in a, in a lot of cases, uh, I'll say this about politicians too, that if you've yeah. never, if you've never run a business or been in the business world, you don't, I don't know if you fully grasp you know, what goes on, profit margins, taxes, all the different things. It's one thing to sit and pontificate about what should be done, but it's another to have been in that world and run a business or run a company or whatever the case may be and, um, you know, have to pay people. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. That's a different world, you know. Well, it, and you you talked about you were going to be a professor, but you can, you admit that, what you do right now, and you do what you do very well, but what you do, you learn very little of that in the classroom. Yeah, most of it's all in my business, yes. Yeah, experience, yeah. yeah. You, you, you learn that by doing, not mm-hmm. by learning it, not reading it out of a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it bothered like the, the other day when, uh, when Jim Dye was on there talking about uh, that article that he put out about education. Mm-hmm. One of your callers called in and had the colossal gall to, to say what was his uh, educational background. That is the problem with liberals in the world today. They believe because they've got those initials behind their their name that anybody else that doesn't have them can't possibly have an intelligent thought. Mm. You know it. Uh, I, I'm not, I know a lot of people in my life, and there's a lot of people in this area that if you uh, you, <laughs> you set a pile of wood out in front of them and a, and a stack of pipes and a bunch of wiring, they can build you a house, they can plumb it, they can wire it, uh, they have it and do it safely. And for someone to sit in a faculty lounge and look down their nose at the people that are building the buildings that they're in, and doing the labor and are smart enough to do it is the height of hypocrisy that I, I don't even understand. All right. Anything else, Herb? I think that'll do it. And I think that the people like uh, your previous 
a person on there, Mike. He he needs to be celebrated in the in the in the town there uh, more than the people who are putting out uh, bad thoughts. Well, there you go. Hey, thank you, Herb. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, have a good day. You too. Thank you. Appreciate you listening. Ten thirty one at News Talk fourteen hundred DWS. Roofs by Roger. If you uh, need a roof uh, done, and it's you know, let's face it, putting a roof is not a small matter. This is not like um, you know, changing a light bulb or you know, fixing a fuse. I mean, this is a big deal. Uh, no down payment. Pay only when the work is completed to satisfaction. Financing available with on the spot uh, decision there, depending on the overall cost of the roof. Most clients pay between a hundred and two hundred per month for their roof with financing. So if you're thinking eh, this could be this is a big chunk of my income. You can spread it out a little bit and work it that way. 35-plus years of experience, enhanced warranties, coming with a 50-year system warranty. They're a GAF-certified master elite installer. You can go to the website, roofsbyroger.com, or check out their Facebook page. Roofing, gutters, gutter guard, windows, and siding. Great people to work with. Janelle is over there, Aaron as well. Roger Oakletree is the owner. Residential and commercial, they do it all. Give them a call, 217-834-3800, 217-834-3800. All right, somebody uh, pointed out Michael Jordan has lived in Highland Park, or did live in Highland Park for several years. We were talking about all the movies that were made in the 80s in Highland Park as a backdrop. So Michael Jordan lived there, apparently, at one time. And uh, Blake Landa tells me he had a friend who lived next door, so he's he's got visual proof that that was the case. For eyewitness account, first person. Not I heard somebody tell him that. <laughs> All right, 1032. Let me get to the news from CBS. More open line here straight ahead. It was an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini that she wore for the first time today. An itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini, so in the locker she wanted to stay. It was July 5, 1946. A French designer... I don't know how to say his name. Louis Rirard unveils a daring two-piece swimsuit at a popular swimming pool in Paris. A showgirl named Micheline Bernardini modeled the new fashion, which Rirard dubbed Bikini, inspired by a atomic test that took place off the Bikini Atoll in the Pacific Ocean earlier that week. European women first began wearing two-piece bathing suits that consisted of a halter top and shorts in the 1930s, but only a, sl a sliver of the midriff was revealed and the navel was vigilantly covered. In the U.S., the modest two-piece made its appearance during World War II. In 1946, Western Europeans greeted the first free, war-free summer in years after World War II, and French designers came up with fashions to match the liberated mood of the people. Two French designers developed competing prototypes of the bikini. One called his the Atom and advertised it as the world's smallest bathing suit. Riard's was made of a scant 30 inches of fabric. Again, called it the bikini named after the bikini atoll. 
in the beginning, uh, in the planning, the debut of his new swimsuit, he had uh, trouble finding a model to wear the two-piece. So he turned to Michelle Bernardini, who was a dancer at the Casino de Paris. And it was modeled on July 5th at that uh, popular swimming pool in Paris. It was a hit, especially among men, and Bernardini received some 50,000 fan letters. Before long, bold young women in bikinis were causing a sensation along the Mediterranean coast. Spain and Italy passed measures prohibiting them on public beaches, but later capitulated to the changing times when the swimsuit grew into a mainstay of European beaches in the 1950. In America, the bikini was successfully resisted until the early 1960s when a new emphasis on youthful liberation brought the swimsuit en masse to U.S. beaches and was immortalized by the pop singer Brian Hyland, who sang Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini in 1960 by the teenage uh, beach blanket movies of Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon and by the California surfing culture celebrated by rock groups such as the Beach Boys. So there you go. This day in history, July 5, 1946. A little bit of history there. And this is also of note, July 5, 1975, Arthur Ashe, first black man to win Wimbledon. He defeated heavily favored Jimmy Connors to become the first black man ever to win Wimbledon. Began playing tennis as a boy in his hometown of Richmond, Virginia. He won a tennis scholarship to UCLA, was taken under the wing of tennis star Pancho Gonzalez, who recognized the young player's potential in 1968. Ash became the first black man to win the U.S. Open. Two years later, he won the Australian Open. Over the next seven years, he won his share of tournaments. But eventually, on this day, July 5, 1975, 31 years old, he wins Wimbledon. He had been in the semis in 68 and 69. Connors had handled him twice, a couple of times. But uh, Arthur Ashe made history on this day, July 5, 1975. Uh, I had a question here. When will you have Republican candidate Terrence Stuber for Champaign County Clerk on the show, who will be running against... Your frequent guest, Aaron Ammons. Yeah, we're going to have uh, we're going to try to have uh, Terrence on at some point here before the November elections. Be glad to uh, to have him on. Uh, Aaron's doing more of a, a summary of the election, the uh, primary election, and some important dates coming up for November. But uh, yeah, be glad to have Terrence on. So we'll uh, we'll work on that. Uh, Herb has proven, a texture says, one does not need a degree to look down their nose at someone else, perhaps without knowing or even meeting them. P.S., this listener says, I have no degree. All right, 1040 at DWS, back with more here in a moment. That bright infinity inside you Forever, baby, you, you are my universe, and I just want to put you first. You, you are my universe, and you, you are my universe, and 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 you are
4th of July weekend. Saw the fireworks show last night. That was uh, very, very cool. Lasted about a half hour. 217-356-9397. Text line is 217-351-5357. And you can email us talk at wdws.com. I am amazed that all of the extra fireworks shows, extracurricular fireworks shows that go on, people are getting their fireworks from somewhere. I don't think you're supposed to be able to get them in Illinois, right? But there are some close by, I guess. A lot of them in there. All right, uh, 1043 at uh, News Talk 1400 DWS on a penny for your thoughts. A couple of other um, notes I saw in regards to the uh, 4th of July. Another editorial says the quality described is no longer a universally shared civic value. Our ideas of equality have eroded far from the original. Equality has devolved into little more than a justification for redistribution in favor of the historically aggrieved and marginalized. Our contemporary understanding of equality is about leveling. The connection of equality to liberty, to political self-government and individual self-governance, to the free pursuit of happiness, is being consciously debased and decoupled. Identity politics is not a unum that can keep the American pluribus together. Unless identity is rejected at the seed, root, and branch level, the American experiment in self-government is over. The logic of identity leads to a Yugoslavian or Rwandan war of all against all. It says, we the people need to oppose the rejection of equality in favor of identity and majoritarian tyranny. It is the wrong road, but we are not blind to our nation's unfinished business. We say to those engaged in identity politics, come back to equality properly understood and constitutionalism properly respected, and let's finish our nation's unfinished business together. And it went on. It was kind of a cute comparison. It says the uh, press release of this new order of the ages was our Declaration of Independence, July 4, 1776. It took another decade plus to produce its IPO, the Constitution of the United States, which offered to the American people in the watching world a republic if you can keep it, in the words of Ben Franklin, an experiment in self-government. Prior to the 1760s, prosperity was a flat zero-sum game. Then it bends up like a hockey stick. What's the recipe, the secret sauce of our modern success? It's not a formula, a hard formula to wrap one's head around, which might explain its ability to scale so quickly. Nothing is as practical as a good theory, and here is the modern world's all men are created equal. With these five words, a new order of the ages was born and mankind was lifted from subject to citizen. Anyway, another editorial I came across in regards to the 4th of July. 1046, we go to Martel. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, Ed. I want to give the condolences to the Swidehart family. Uh, very smart. I know him since I was like probably 13, 14 years old when he was a juvenile officer. And me and him had no battles when he was at the mayor of the city of Champaign. But I've been my condolences. Um, Brian, I want to talk with you. Give me like two minutes. I want to talk about some things that were said on the radio show today. Yeah. Um, one, well, when you're talking about the uh, professor on the university, he's actually giving real history, you know, 
instead of cut peace history on uh, some things people don't like, but it's real history of America. Um, we the only people, black people, the only people saying forget about your past and thank where you at today. They don't do that with the Jewish people. They don't do that with the the, the um, native people. They don't do that with uh, Japanese people. They don't do that with any other people other than the black people. We're supposed to get our, forget our past. Um, with the shooting of the guy that got shot 60-some times, and they talking about he's doing police procedure. Yeah, police procedure is to kill a black man, you know, because it's happening all the time, unarmed black man. A white man shot and killed three guards in the dog and made it into custody. You know, um, it's just unbelievable. And I can tell you about my life experience. My life experience with the police, I got family members all the way up to the top in Washington that are police officers. So some of them work for the government. You know, I'm not an anti-police person, but I am an anti, you know, killing unarmed black men. Um, when we're talking about the police, I, I didn't have police pull guns on me probably between 13 and 15 times for driving. You know, been getting pulled over. I'm talking about in all different states, from Arkansas to Mississippi to Ohio to Indiana to Illinois. I had the guns put on me here in Champaign three times. First time I had a gun put on me by the police was in Danville for running a stop sign at 17 years old. Um, so the experience uh, the police that, you, that white people experience and the police that I experience a whole different experience in my community. When I'm born, my skin is actually a crime. You know, just being black is actually a crime. Ain't, no, uh, ain't nobody in the world born like this other than black people. And when we're talking about this, we got to look at what is justice. And I'm going to tell you, justice is to treat everybody in the world fairly. Not, not because you're not, black, that you're not white and you're black and you're, you're a different kind of race. Treat them fairly. Another part of justice is helping the people that need the help the most constructively. That is justice. And that's what we need to move towards in America. And with these young people with these guns that's killing one another, I'm saying black and white, black kids are killing other black kids, young white kids are killing massive people. And why do we have automatic war weapons on our streets? You don't hunt deer with them. Ain't nobody can AR-15 straight target practicing. You know, we as Americans got to do something about the guns. And they say guns don't kill, people kill, people need guns to kill. And that's all I got to say. Hmm. All right. Brian. Hey, Martel, thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, Martel mentioned uh, Jerry Swihart did pass away. Tom Bruno let me know about that. Uh, at the end of the week last week, and I was sorry to hear about that. Uh, Jerry was, um, I remember, I think Stevie used to have him on fairly regularly. I think like uh, Deb's on now in the morning with, with uh, Gentry and those guys in the CW. And uh, it was always good to visit with Jerry. He's just kind of a down-home, easy-going guy that I know uh, did a lot of work in the police department, obviously, and then wound up on the... Uh, city council, and then of course as the mayor, reelected a few times. And uh, sorry to hear about uh, about Jerry's passing. Certainly uh, left a big mark uh, on our community for sure. All right, ten fifty at DWS. 
How about our buddy Brent? What's he thinking these days? What's what's happening? His guy's in Vegas. Let's see what he says. Hey, the uh, Beef House in Covington, Indiana. Just a reminder that they are closed on Mondays. I, I probably need to mention that because I talk about the Beef House so much. They're a great sponsor. They are closed on Mondays. Now, of course, um, you know July 4th was yesterday, so they're back open today, I would assume, on a Tuesday. But uh, do uh, make sure you go to the website, check out the hours, go to beefhouserolls.com uh, for when you go over there. And make sure you check out the shows, the Elvis show. You're hearing some commercials now for the, the five pianos they're going to have up there, five keyboards coming up in July and August. The Elvis shows are doing very well. You can get the, the Beef House Dinner Theater, which is a great building. You get a great meal with great entertainment. I mean, that's talk about a fun night or a day or whatever, whenever you go. The Beef House, Exit 4 in Covington, Indiana. Say hi to Bob and Bonnie Wright. Uh, Texture says, what are your thoughts if USC and UCLA join the Big Ten? Well, I... <laughs> I, it's, there's got to be more, right? They're kind of going to be out there on an island by themselves. Now, West Virginia has been part of the Big 12 for several years. So, I mean, they're not actually joined anywhere. So I guess it can be done, and those are two really good institutions. So a lot of people seem to, to like it, and I think it's just more. I think we're going to wind up with maybe like three super conferences, I think, at some point down the road. So uh, as I always say, just tell me where I need to go, and we'll show up. And if we get to uh, go to Southern California a little more, I'm I'm good with that. All right, Bill's up next. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'd like to start with my condolences and prayers to everybody who's lost any loved ones, regardless of the manner of their loss. Um, it's something that affects all of us and often, way too often, in, in silly ways anymore. Oh, yeah. But. I'd like to respond to um, the last caller. I'm bad with names. Um, he, the, the only thing I really have uh, take any question with what he said was that uh, nobody else is expected to, no other race or, or ethnicity is expected to forget their history, and that's not entirely true. Uh, Native Americans are definitely not only expected to forget their history. Um, a lot of cases, it's been it's been beaten and driven out of them. Um, and then we're often expected to accept a, a Hollywood rendition uh, of, of what our true history, what the history was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, white, sure. White. Yeah. Um, and, and, and our history is definitely taught wrong. What is taught in, in our, our elementary schools. Um, and, and one thing that Martel, I think his name was, I'd like him to remember, um, I think the Native Americans are about the only people in America other than maybe, uh, um, aliens who's expected to have a card to prove that they're an Indian, you know, and that's, mm. that's passed through the Bureau of Indian Affairs. But anyway, um. Hope everybody has a good day and had a good fourth, and may we all have a better tomorrow. Hey, thank you, Bill. No problem. Thank you. Appreciate your comments. Thank you. Ten fifty eight at Newstalk fourteen hundred DWS. Speaking of bikinis, someone said, "Does anyone have more info about what happened at Sholem yesterday?" 
uh, were any of your listeners there. I see posts on social media, I guess, of accused racism because people were asked to leave because of a bikini and a head covering. I don't know. My daughter works there. I'll have to ask. I don't, I don't, didn't uh, hear anything from her on that. Uh, the guy in Akron had shot at the police before he met his end. Look for the reports if gunshot residue on his right hand and arm that fired the shots. And another text says, uh, hey, Martell, I do target shoot with an AR-15. Okay, so those are some of the uh, texts that came in here in the last few minutes. We are out of time for today. We'll do some more of this tomorrow. We'll uh, start with an open line. We'll have Jim Dye with us for the 10 o'clock hour with more open line. And in between, Butch Patrick, otherwise known as Eddie Munster. We'll explain what that's about. Why am I having Eddie Munster on? Well, we'll explain. Here on WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, approaching 11 o'clock. Talk to you tomorrow.